Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Hair and fox hunting season is upon us again. And as happens with every year, there are calls for it to be banned. Fox hunting season starts properly in November and it continues through to March. It is worth saying it's actually banned in the UK. So is it time we followed suit? Well, I have spokesperson for Ban Blood Sports, Aideen Ural, on the line with me. Hello, Aideen. How are you? Hello, Claire. How are you? Uh, what do you want to see happen? Well, obviously, I want to see fox hunting and hair coursing banned. I mean, it's 18 years now since they banned it in the UK. It's not banned in Northern Ireland, uh, but hair coursing is banned in Northern Ireland. Fox hunting is without doubt the most brutal blood sport, whereby they take out a pack of hounds, anything up to uh, 30 hounds or 40 hounds, to hunt down really what is just a small, wild, brown dog, a fox, through the countryside for sport. They do it for sport and for no other reason. They hound it around the countryside. If it goes, if it doesn't manage to go to ground and hide, they will dig it out. They will bring in guys with spades and little terriers and they'll try to flush it out. I have seen video footage, most horrendous video footage that is almost impossible to watch of a a fox being dragged out of its earth and then thrown in front of the pack to be savaged in the most appalling way. It's like something demonic. And the the, uh, huntsman is whooping and hollering in in a crazy sort of way. Uh, Like as if this is, it's bloodlust. This is bloodlust coming out in certain people. They like to do this kind of thing. And it's the grown-up version of bullying in the schoolyard. It's absolutely appalling and it is no place in a civilised country that we like to think Ireland is. Now, there was a Red Sea opinion poll commissioned by the Irish Council against blood sports back in 2019 and they found 77% of those surveyed agreed that the government should ban fox hunting. So why has nothing happened? And hair coursing, both. Now, it's interesting, 77% wanted to ban that's a huge majority and out of that when you split that down between urban and rural it was interesting because 78 percent of rural people wanted it banned so 78 percent and 76 percent of urban you know i know there's only two points in the difference but it just shows you this is not an urban rural divide because people in the countryside are just just as horrified by fox hunting and we get calls from people all the time how can I keep them off my land my, my pet has been killed what can I do they're coming down here every Sunday and they're creating havoc and going on my land and people are very fearful for their pets and you know and they also are fearful for the foxes because they're keeping an eye out for them and so why aren't our policymakers listening to those results yeah, and those calls and, Oh, it's just tone deaf. It's interesting because the Animal Welfare Act was um, updated in 2013 and we expected great things from that. But they went, it, it's interesting. They obviously do acknowledge it's cruel, uh, the government, because they exempted fox hunting from prosecution. So it, it, the law says that you, if you treat an animal cruelty, you will be liable to prosecution. 
but they had to exempt fox hunting and hare coursing. That's interesting that that's mm. an acknowledgement that it's cruel. It must be banned and hopefully we'll see legislation being brought forward. I mean, 18 years ago it was banned in England. I mean, what are we doing? And isn't it interesting too that uh, in 19, as far back as 1992 a, a well-known and hunting columnist for the Irish field called Nicholas O'Hare said about hunting the problem this was before it was banned in England he said the problem for both Irish and British hunting people is that their sport no matter how traditional or how how highly eulogised by its supporters is a minority sport with the damning spectre of cruelty hanging over it he said is hunting cruel the answer is of course that it is Okay, Aideen, will you, will you stay on the line for me there? That's Aideen Yarrell, spokesperson from Bad Ban Blood Sports. And there are a lot of traditions that we have had over the years that we've now done away with because we realise they're unnecessary and, and, and possibly cruel. But I want to bring in Dickie Power from the Hunting Association of Ireland. Dickie, you're now retired as a, as a fox hunter, but you would still be in favour of it. Sadly, their age is that great, that great enemy of us all has mm. caught up with me and I've had to step down from the saddle. But it doesn't, my, my enthusiasm is on, on bowed. OK, so what would you say in favour of it based on what Aideen said, which I, I know you well, would have heard? I've been, I've been listening to the horror stories from Aideen there and Aideen has been around the clock as, as long as I have. But she obviously doesn't get out very much anymore. Because for the things she describes are, are stopped in the in the dark ages, like digging, digging just doesn't happen anymore, except for, for a predatorial fox who has to be put down before he's taken out, and uh, and rightly so, rightly so. I mean, we all have to we all have to live in the in the in the modern age, and uh, you know, they are, but people who aren't vegans have very can can have very little moral authority to say that the fox hunting is wrong is because eating meat implies that you you'd have no objection to young healthy animals being killed and 95% of our population here in Ireland are meat eaters to a greater or lesser extent with only 5% uh, uh, vegan which goes a long way to, to tell you why the government isn't banning fox hunting well, I mean, I think you're. I think you do have a point to make it in a way, Dickie, that if many people decide not to eat meat because of that very reason, they they believe there is an association with animal cruelty. But butchering is a highly regulated area, and there are a lot of pains taken. I mean, ultimately, you're killing an animal, whatever way you look at it. But there are pains taken to try and make it as cruelty free as possible. But how can that be compared? with a pack of hounds chasing a defenceless animal until it can run no more and then ripping it apart with their teeth. How can that be the same? No, no, that's a, that's a highly, highly descriptive term. But it can't but be But what is happening? Will you no, describe we, what happens no, on a fox just hunt? Just a second now. I just can't let, let you go unchallenged what you said about the animals. 90, 100% of the animals, of the farm animals, eventually get slaughtered for... Uh, for food consumption. Now, ha- happily, I'm a farmer myself now, and they get it's done under humane conditions. But 95% of the foxes that are hunted get clean away, and the ones that don't get clean away are the ones who are 
sick or indigent or have some other issue who are going to be facing a very poor prospect anyway uh, uh, of dying from hypothermia or starvation in their lairs. Um, this this business of all this blood and foxes being dragged asunder and so on, it just doesn't happen. Okay, I want to bring Aideen back in because for one thing, I'm sure she gets out plenty. But Aideen, what would you say to that, that there aren't really that many situations where a fox does get ripped asunder? Now, I'd like to know when did digging out stop? It was it banned, the digging out. When did that stop? Discontinued. But it's very highly controlled and has to be done. Oh, it does go on then. Sorry, what did you say, Edith? The digging out does go on. In very limited circumstances and only under controlled conditions. Yes. And what would they be then, Dickie? What you catch, Dickie, is old, infirm, and sick foxes and weak ones. Is that what you hunt? Is that what you hunt well, around it, the countryside, Dickie? With your hounds. Weak. Poor it old foxes. It isn't weak or, or sick foxes that we hunt, but they're the only ones that get caught. The others get Oh, away. I see. Right. But that's okay then, Dickie. Is it you're doing them a favour? Look, never easy. And, and we're all getting older. No one wants to face those dreadful mortality. But foxes have no VHI. They have no lovely nursing home to retire to. They so you're doing them a favour, Dickie, are you? With well, your pounds and your and people and horseback following. Could anyone could anyone uh, being killed has ever been looked on as a favour? Of course, you know, that that is a highly descriptive condition explanation. But no, but they are probably facing a a, a less favourable ending than a very quick and sudden death from a pack of hounds. And there are very few of them anyway. But Dickie, why are we doing it? I mean, I know a lot of people have issues with greyhound racing for the the cruelty to the greyhounds itself, and that's been well discussed. But the hair that ran out has since been replaced with a mechanical one. Why are we not changing up fox hunting, that everyone just goes out with the hounds and the horses and just has a fun day without an animal being killed? Well, I, I, I'm glad you asked me that one up here. Hunting is far from a minority sport. I mean, it, it, isn't, it isn't as majority as GAA. But just compare it with rugby. There are, two, there are 208 rugby clubs in Ireland. And there's 250 hunting clubs in Ireland. And they, this, I mean, they're not as visible, obviously. And they don't meet up in Lansdowne Road or the Aviva. But every Sunday and every Saturday and every weekend, in every parish, in rural Ireland, there's gatherings of hunting people, rural people, who have a social structure. They meet up. They some of the hunts are very grand and they do it on a very large scale. But the majority of them are sort of family or rural outfits. People who know each other, and some of them bring the hounds with them individually, and more of them are kept centrally. But it's in, in rural Ireland is a very lonely place in the winter, and. Uh, if it wasn't for this social interaction between like-minded people, most people would have very little else to do. But why not just go out with the horses and the hounds and leave the foxes alone? But you see, the, the thing is now, a lot of the times there's no horses at all. The majority of hunting is done on foot. Um, it, it, isn't as, it, it isn't as easy a target now from people like Aideen who love to have a crack at what she might look on as the toffs and red coats. But they're, they're a very small proportion of the people who do it. No more than the people 
who racing whose horses run in the Irish Derby. The great majority of Irish racing is is done from syndicates, some hardworking people who who support her, put their money together to support a horse. And it, it just it just, it wouldn't be the same, and it just doesn't. I mean, there are a couple of drag packs in Ireland who are like the Bray Harriers, who are so urban, and the South Counties who hunt really around the backs of houses in Dublin, and they couldn't hunt live. But the great majority of other packs are hunting, to a greater extent, a live quarry, be it a fox or a hare. Okay. Generally speaking, generally speaking, the fox. But Dickie, that said, there are rural areas in the UK also, um, and there are lots of communities that would still enjoy that side of life. However, it's banned in the UK. So how well, no, does us it, allowing it, 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 allowing it, it to happen it's stand been, up here? It's been it's been very poorly banned in the UK because there are so many loopholes in the legislation that hunting is actually more prosperous and popular now in in the UK than it ever was. I mean, why why are all the the aunties out every Saturday and Sunday protesting against the hunting groups in the UK because there's there's so many loopholes in the legislation? Okay, look, I have lots of people texting and calling about this, so I just want to give you, Aideen, one more chance to come in on that. Here, can I just ask you a question? All that nonsense about nothing to do in the countryside... Uh, if there wasn't hunting. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. There are walking groups. There's all sorts of sports going on. There's no need to be going out and hunting an animal because that's, and killing an animal for sport. And I'd like to ask Dickie, what is the fate of hunting hounds when they go past their cell by date? What happens to them, Dickie? I mean, the hunting, the hunting community take on these hounds as pets. Uh, the ones okay. that are fit enough and uh, the fit enough and able enough that uh, that uh, happen something wrong with them, they get they get rehomed among hunting families, just like racehorses. You know, it's another it's another one of these great canards that all racehorses are cruelly put down, whereas a great majority of them now are rehomed as riding horses. Okay, well, look, I think it's fair to say we're not going to get the two of you to agree today. Um, I have lots of calls coming in on this that I will have to go to. But for now, spokesperson on Banned Blood Sports, Aideen Yarl and Dickie Power from the Hunting Association of Ireland. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. And this is Claire McKenna in for Andrea Gilligan this afternoon. Get in touch. You can call 1-800-453-106 or you can text us 53106. It will cost you 30 cent. And earlier on in the show, I was joined by Aideen Yorl, spokesperson for Ban Blood Sports, calling for an end to fox hunting season, which begins in November and runs till March. And we were joined also by Dickie Power, a retired fox hunter. And of course, they didn't agree with each other and see eye to eye. And in many ways, Dickie was downplaying the cruelty of the sport and talking more about the community element of rural people coming together on the day. And a texter says, I have hunted for years and I don't agree with anything Dickie Power is saying. The fox is always dug out of the ground, always. And the terrier men always dig, even if it goes on into the night. I have sadly witnessed a fox coming out of the ground after being pulled to the surface by two vicious terriers. 
Many times the fox has been lifted by its tail or brush and thrown into 25 hounds. Shane disagrees, says I have never seen hunting the way Aideen describes. Sensationalism from her. It's important to note that foxes have no predators. They are a huge cause of the decimation of threatened ground nesting birds like the curlew and the hen harrier. It's important, says another, to note that foxes have no predators. They are a leading cause of the decimation of threatened ground nesting birds. The NPWS now even have electronic fences around curlew nests because the foxes have caused such huge damage to bird populations. Controlling foxes is essential for nature and biodiversity. And I'll give you one more text here. I think there is a difference between hunting purely for sport and hunting for food. Fox hunting purely for sport should be banned on the basis of cruelty, whereas things like deer hunting should remain as the meat and other parts of the animal are used and the deer are a pest and have no natural predator in Ireland. Um, and I, that was one of the points made by Dickie that people are saying, no, this is cruel, this is horrible. But if you're ordering a burger or a steak when you go on a night out, you are just as bad. So do let us know what you think. I will go to the phones. Christopher is on the line in Mayo. Christopher, you are on Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. You hunt deer. So tell us a bit about that. Uh, thanks very much, Claire. Yeah, well, I mean, from, from my perspective, um, the the hunting of deer is part of a, a culling exercise to, to reduce numbers. I mean, it's from a hunting perspective, I, I, I go out and I, I enjoy it. I actively pursue the deer, you know, but it, it, it is much more from a from a culling and, and keeping the, 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 the balance right rather than um, just pure entertainment, if you like. Yeah, and we do hear that, particularly here in the Phoenix Park, you know, that we're overrun and, and culling is, is a necessary evil, if you will. Um, you're talking about it in quite a primal way, that there is something about it that you do enjoy. But how do you make sure you're reducing the cruelty in the killing or, or is that even possible? Well, well, look, any any uh, deer hunter who, who, who gets a licence from the, 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 the NPWS um, must do the do a, a competency test, which includes mark, marksmanship. So it, what it means is that the deer is being dispatched a, a, as humanely as possible, um, and 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 that's what any hunter looks to do. Really, I mean, nobody enjoys seeing a, a, an animal suffer. Um, so from that perspective, that that's you know you 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 aim to take the deer out as cleanly as possible. Um, and and is there any part of you that feels a, a certain sense of guilt? How, how do you navigate any conflict with that? Um, I, I suppose not really. I mean, that uh, maybe this is more about me than anything else. Um, but I, I mean, for, for me, that the hunting is, is the whole the, the whole. It's it's not the pulling of the trigger. It's it's getting it's being out in the, in the countryside. You know. Um, Seeing what's around, I mean, you see far more animals than just deer or whatever else. You, you do see foxes, pine martens, squirrels, you know, so that's all part of it. Um, w- once you kill the deer, you know, you, 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 you must bring it home and, and butcher it correctly, you know, so, so that's all part of it. And I think, you know, when, when, you, when you do bring it home and, and you do butcher it, it kind of assuages any guilt that you might have from the, 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 the taking of the deer's life, you know. But ultimately, on top of that, there is the... the the, the scenario where they, they must the, the numbers must be kept down um, because they, they they are running rampant at the moment. Okay, Christopher, we'll stay on the line because I mean that is a defence that's being given even with the foxes and some of the texts I read out there that they don't have natural predators and they need to be kept at bay. But I don't understand why 
we need to then become the predators. There are more humane ways to cull, I am sure. John Tierney is on the line from the Association of Hunt Saboteurs. John, you are welcome to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. How do you feel about recreational hunting? Well, we want recreational hunting banned purely on cruelty grounds. It's totally unnecessary. Now, in relation to the culling of deer, uh, we must step back for a second and realise we don't actually have exact figures on deer population in Ireland of the three species that we have in Ireland. So we're basically calling blind. So, uh, you know, what we need to do, first of all, is get an accurate figure of the deer population in Ireland, look at it, how we can manage it for conservation. And calling doesn't really solve anything in the end. And, and we would like to see more, uh, perhaps, relocation of deer and maybe we could develop a, a tourism industry in the rural areas for deer watching, equivalent to the whale watching that we see off the coast of Canada, places like that. But, but overall, our, our fundamental issue is that hunting is unnecessary in this day and age. We simply don't need it. And there's no evidence anywhere in the Department of Agriculture or any government department that, first of all, that say deer need to be controlled or that foxes need to be controlled because it simply doesn't exist. And why aren't we collating that information then, John? We're just going on on Chinese whispers and anecdotal discussions. Well, in relation to fox, it's a bit mundane because actually foxes control their own numbers. There's nothing sexy about that. You'll never have too many foxes in an area because it comes down to carrying capacity of their food supply. So when people say that we're overrun with foxes and if we don't cull foxes or kill foxes, we won't have a sheep industry at all. And, and that simply doesn't add up when you look at the research. Well, John, the, the biggest killer, the biggest t- killer of, yeah. of lambs in this country, in the sheep industry, is bad husbandry, not the fox. The fox is not even on the, the uh, equation. So, so we don't need to call foxes because foxes control their own numbers. And like, th- that's just the reality of the, you know, when you go into the scientific evidence of looking at fox population. Likewise with deer, we don't have figures in this country to say for certain we need them controlled. We simply don't have those figures. Well, there's a text here, John, I'd like to put to you. They say, have you ever seen the decimation a fox does in a hen house? I'm sure people wouldn't be as happy to let the fox population go uncontrolled when they see these instances for themselves. What would you say to that? Because what the fox is doing is that it's doing a natural activity. It comes into a hen house the animals, the chickens are not running away from it. So basically, it's killing what's in front of it. That, that's totally natural. It's totally predictable. But don't forget, the vast majority of poultry in this country are locked up in factory cages. The vast majority. And if you can't, as a free-range poultry owner, if you can't keep foxes out, what are you in business for in the first place? All right, John Tierney, I'll have to move on, but thank you for coming on. John Tierney there on the line from the Association of Hunt Saboteurs. And Anne in Dublin says, tell that guy as meat eaters, I think she's talking to Dickie Power now that we had on earlier, we don't hunt the meat that we eat, nor do we chase them by packs of dogs. And Anne, I I do take the point that you're making that perhaps to say it's just as bad to eat meat is not comparing like with like. But at the same time, what John Tierney said about the way our meat is kept. Sometimes are we just turning a blind eye to how they are being housed, to how they're being treated, to how they're being killed? 
look, I, I'm someone who eats meat on occasion myself. So, you know, I'm not saying I don't fall under that category myself. But when it arrives in a burger on your plate, are we just turning a blind eye? And are there some similarities that we need to look at? Laura says all blood sports should be banned. It is archaic and barbarically cruel and has no place in modern Ireland. I agree with Aideen 100%. How could anyone enjoy chasing, torturing and killing a defenceless animal? Well, Marianne is on the line in Clare. Marianne, you're welcome to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. Do you hunt? Not anymore, but that's due to a lack of time and... Yeah, just a lack of time, really. All right. So, the, the, well, let's answer Laura's question then, seeing as you've taken part in it. How could anyone enjoy chasing, torturing and killing a defenceless animal? What, what, what would you say to that question? Well, I, I grew up with it. I, I was born into a rural family and um, I hunted for decades in England and then moved to Ireland. Um, it's just part of the way of life, part of the rural scene. It's something you grow up with. You, If you grow up on a farm, you come to realise that if you have live animals, you unfortunately and occasionally lose them. You, you grow up and you watch your best friends die, ultimately, of old age. And you, you kind of get used to things that perhaps modern day, urban dwellers never kind of experience and and it's it's more to do with bringing yourself closer to nature to to watching um wildlife in action in its natural ha- habitat doing what it does naturally but are you, you're not messing with it a little bit. And I totally get what you're saying about people that grow up on a farm and, you know, they, they can't see every animal in their field as their, their pet. And it almost distances them from what's going on. And, and you're also talking about maybe getting even closer to nature. But it, it's a step on from setting up cameras, David Attenborough style, and letting them do what they do when, when the hounds are being taken and taught to go for that blood and being trained for this day and humans are involved in it who aren't really supposed to be there in the first place. But they're not really trained. It's just a natural instinct. How many people out there have cats that, that catch mice? Do, do, do you train your cat to, to catch a mouse? No, but I was reading in the the research for today that some of the hounds are blooded, it's called, and they're, you know, they're taught to run for the blood of a fox. Whereas if you just took it in and fed it pedigree chum, it would never start legging it down the road after a fox. And, And likewise, my cat kills birds and mice. You're right, but I don't sit on top of the cat and, and head off out whooping and hollering while it's happening. We don't sit on the hounds, we sit on horses and, and follow an, a, a centuries-old tradition. My point was that having hunted in England for decades, I moved to Ireland and I spent about five years hunting drag which is where they lay a trail through the countryside um, for the hounds to follow, okay? And I saw far more foxes killed in Ireland for drag hunting than I ever saw live hunting in England. Okay, Marianne, thank you very much for coming on. I want to try and squeeze in Brian. Brian, you're a farmer. What point would you like to make? 
Hello. Um, I'd just like to highlight that um, farmers in general are not pro-hunting. They're not pro-blood sport. They're not pro-trespassers coming onto private property and all of which occurs under the guise of looking for innocent foxes or any animal for that matter and killing them indefensively in the wild. Um, personally, on my own farm, about three weeks ago, I had three people on my farm. I went down to investigate to see what they were up to. They had weapons with them, shovels, all sorts of various devices, and a dog with a very bloodied face. They told me they had been hunting a fox, but he escaped down into the den. I told them that they weren't welcome on my property and that they had to leave. Now, I was three against one at that stage. I was completely unarmed. They had all of these tools and weapons. It was a bit of a nervous situation for me, I must admit. But in fairness to them, they decided to leave. So I went down to the site anyway, where I knew the foxes had dens, and I witnessed the devastation down there. All of the vacant holes into the port foxes' den had been dug. I'd imagine the fox went underground for safety. But with all the digging that they did, they more than likely buried that poor animal alive. And like, how can the first caller who was on here today say that that is highly regulated? Yeah, These three yeah. men went down to that field and trapped and buried an animal alive underground with no supervision whatsoever. And I don't no. know, Brian, I mean, whatever about tradition, I just don't understand how that is a good Sunday out. Uh, Brian, we have to leave it there. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.